0: Hey, this is Robert from Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Jimmy from Los Angeles. Hi,
1: this is Hannah from Los Angeles. The Sound
0: of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. You should support the show like I did.
2: Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. Of course, The Sound of Young America is all about things in entertainment and culture that are worth your time. And so once a month, we check in with our friends at The Onion's AV Club to separate the wheat from the chaff. Joining us this month, Managing Editor Kyle Ryan, Associate Entertainment Editor Tasha Robinson. Kyle, Tasha, welcome back to The Sound of Young America. Hello, good to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, of course. It's always a pleasure to have you. Speaking of people who it's a pleasure to have on The Sound of Young America, let's talk, Kyle, about a a new book from two folks who have been guests on The Sound of Young America. Yes, they have. Tom Lennon and Robert ben Garant, who folks might know uh, as uh, not only members of the uh, sketch comedy group The State, but also uh, co-creators of the long-running Comedy Central show Reno 911. And what they might not know is that they're also screenwriters who have written many huge uh movies including the night at the museum series and their book is about that it's called writing movies for fun and profit now you read the book i presume kyle what'd you like about it
0: i did i did and well one thing you should note is that the fun is scratched out on the cover <laughs> of the book uh and having been a fan of these guys as comedy and and being familiar with the movies that they do, which typically don't don't fare too well in the AV Club <laughs> reviews, I was expecting this to be a lot jokier than it was. But it's actually a pretty relentlessly practical guide to writing movies and and dealing with Hollywood. And and it, it, it's you know it, everything from where you park at a studio determines in what esteem the studio holds you because they they break it up by studio and break up like the parking lots that are available and and what it means if you're parking there to like, you know how to gracefully get fired. And then at the very end, there's a um, outline for a never made sequel to the Reno 911 movie, which is kind of fun to read.
2: One of the things that's so distinctive about these guys is, is that they are both very brilliant, eccentric fellows. They're also both Extremely practical minded. And mm-hmm. that is not a combination you come across that often. And I think that the kind of movies that they've written for Hollywood, including at least one vehicle for The Rock, if I remember correctly, yes. <laughs> um, are very different from the kind of eccentric off the wall comedy that they're known for with, you know, The State and uh, Viva Variety and Reno 911 and, and the other projects that they've worked on.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they talk about it quite a bit that this is, you know, this is a job that they do. They're pretty stern about sticking to the rules. Like your script should be a hundred, no more than 110 pages in the first 10 pages. You have to establish who the character is. You know, you have like there, there's a, a very strong formula to how to make a script that will get made into a movie in, in Hollywood and you have to follow it. They, uh, you know, on the side, they get to do stuff on their own that like fits You know, the comic sensibilities that you referenced, you know, Reno 911 was a a total outlet for that kind of thing. And then they have like smaller projects that they do on the side.
2: Tasha, let's talk about another past Sound of Young America guest. In fact, I think they've been on the Sound of Young America maybe three times. Uh, They might be giants. I think the last time that they might be giants were on the Sound of Young America, it was talking about a kid's album, which is what they've been doing for most of the past five or ten years. But their new album called Join Us, which is released July 19th on uh, Idlewild Rounder Records, is a return to adult rock and roll music. How did you like it, Tasha?
1: Well, I liked it quite a bit. I mean, a new They Might Be Giants album is always kind of an event for me. And even more so given the fact that they haven't really done an album for adults since 2007. I mean, their first uh, children's album, No, was in 2002. And at that point, they kind of alternated one children's album, one adult album but they've kind of uh, been out of that business uh, you know for the past 5 years. They've been working on join us uh, the new album. Uh, but yeah, it was delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2009 and they've just they've been so popular with their children's uh, videos and their children's tours and their children's shows. They apparently just didn't have time for it until now. The fact that they took so long to produce it um, may sort of be reflected in just the eclecticity of this particular album. This one is kind of a return to to the earliest sound where you never know what you're going to get from one moment to the next. Do you have a favorite track that we could listen to? Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I think the the one that has stuck with me most listening to it first off is called uh, When Will You Die?
2: Let's hear When Will You Die from They Might Be Giants and their new record, Join Us. I'm so tired of your lies and the evil things you're doing behind my back are the crimes that you have never committed I doubt it sometimes I wonder why Insane. You are bad You wreck everything you touch And no reason it in the world of rock and roll. Kyle Ryan, you just read uh, Bob Mould's memoir and autobiography, See a Little Light, The Trail of Rage and Melody. Um, he was, of course, uh, the co-founder of Husker Du, the uh, beloved punk rock band. He was also the founder of the very popular alt-rock band, Sugar. He's been a solo artist for many years. Uh, I learned uh, in watching a documentary for The Sound of Young America uh, called Bear Nation that he is like a a god in the world of the uh, gay bear subculture. Um, <laughs> a really remarkable guy, a, a really amazing fella, but also to this point has been a very sort of closed and quiet guy about all these travails he's gone through. Is, is mm-hmm. his book
0: a, a, a different story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This book opens with him at a a clothing optional resort for for men, (laughs) you know, so like right off the bat, it tells you, you know, it's going to be a very candid look at his life. That stuff doesn't really come back until toward the end of the book, but it's a purely chronological guide, you know, through everything that he's done. You actually had the chance to uh,
2: interview him for the AV Club. Tell me a little bit about that experience.
0: Yeah, this was the, I think, third time I've interviewed him for us, but I'd never done one of those in person. Um, we were on the road for Pop Pilgrims, which is our uh, you know pop culture travel show, and we just both happened to be in D.C. at the same time. So I was able to meet up with him and chat with him for more than an hour, which is the by far like the longest I've ever talked to him. And covered a a whole lot of ground. The interview we did is a a very good companion piece to the book because he references a lot of stuff in the book.
2: You can find that interview, of course, on the AV Club's website at avclub.com. Tasha, let's talk about movies. You recommend this film called Another Earth, which uh, premiered this year at Sundance and is hitting limited release in July. Uh, It was written and directed by Mike Cahill, From what I understand, it's another in a relatively recent string of kind of smaller science fiction films. Moon, which I think we recommended, you recommended on the show a a year or so ago. Um, In the film, uh, there is an amazing discovery of a duplicate Earth. And let's hear a clip of the lead in the film, Britt Marling, talking about going to that second Earth. Did you hear about that? Contest Mm -hmm. The Shuttle to Earth 2 I submitted an essay You did
0: It's silly (laughs) You'd go Yes
1: You don't know what's out there
2: That's why I would go this is an interesting thing, uh, Tasha, the idea of, a, of an independent sci-fi movie.
1: Oh, sure. Well, I mean, very much in the same sense as uh, Moon. It is, it's a science fiction movie that isn't really about science fiction ideas. This is a sort of redemption story and a sort of love story. And it's much more the, the idea of the second Earth, which is, you know, hanging in the sky like the moon visible to the naked eye. And when they start investigating it, they find out that all of the people that are down here on our Earth are up there. And it opens up a bunch of philosophical questions about if there's another you up there. You know, what what does that person have to tell you if their experience is the same as yours? Did they make the same choices as you as you did? So what it, it really becomes an allegory. It's really more about the ideas that open up as a result of this this one little science fiction premise, and it's about how it affects people. Um, Britt Marling, the, the astrophysicist student, has basically made one grand mistake in her life that she really wishes she could take back and the film is really about her choices her emotional state and sort of what this other earth represents to her in a in an emotional sense so it's not really a science fiction movie you know there there are no spaceships there are no lasers there are no uh even really scenes of of science it's kind of a love story it's and it's kind of a very very sad independent movie
2: It sounds like it's that classic science fiction premise builder, which is if you change one thing about the world, um, what are the implications?
1: Exactly. And the tone is much more is much less uh, Star Wars and much more Hal Hartley. Uh, It's it's a very quirky, very strange movie. Um, But it's Mike Cahill's uh, feature debut. And he shows just an amazing talent, both for working with actors, and for working with tone for creating this, this strange sort of insular melancholy that comes out of the idea of, you know, what if somebody what if somebody is living your life, but making different choices and doing better than you are in this world? Well,
2: Kyle, Tasha, thank you so much
1: for uh, sharing these picks on The Sound of Young America. Sure
2: thing. Anytime. Kyle Ryan is managing editor and Tasha Robinson, associate entertainment editor of the AV Club. You can find all of their great interviews, uh, reviews, even podcast roundups online at avclub.com. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. And by VG Kids, printers of t-shirts and other merchandise for touring bands, radio stations, websites, festivals, derby girls, record labels, national brands, and all the rabble-rousers, hackers, and entrepreneurs in between. Online at vgkids.com.